Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, good show plan for you guys today. We really getting into the new Ford Mustang. Yeah, the GT 500. 500. Yeah, I mean, man, so good. Didn't take it for a walk. He shook it out, man. Road course, quarter mile, multi oh, yeah. multi runs, multiple runs on the road course, multiple runs in the quarter mile. So he's all over that car. Talk about the future of the uh, Camaro. I uh, give a whimsical story about uh what it was like when i got out of high school and the cars that were available for, versus what's available now night yeah. and day first good stuff. good stuff we'll tell you that also whether it's worth getting the carbon fiber wheels or not um spoiler alert yes first i'll tell you about betonline.ag man nfl college football plus world series yeah it's getting well close to the wait it was the world series Still got one more game? Yeah. All right. Recording this, yeah. BetOnline.ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Use the promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% sign-up bonus. Matchups, week nine, San Fran, Arizona, Minnesota, KC, Detroit, Oakland. Lots of good games. We've got 500 bucks in rewards to give out each week to five listeners and 5,000 bucks Season-long charity contest, so join the conversation on Twitter at hashtag SportsNetChallenge. My lock this week, San Fran. Well, I think they're going to go 9-0 and against Arizona. I say 34-14. Lock it in. Use the promo code PODCAST1 and get a 50% sign-up bonus today. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. <laughs> Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on a mandate. Get it on and welcome to CarCast. Amanda Coral, it's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, Hello. over there. How are you doing, Broseph? Good. Busy. Yeah, Team man. was a few days away and jamming on a truck and somehow worked in a weekend at uh, Vegas with the GT500, new 2020 GT500. and. Yeah. I and then I forgot Leno's Garage you got on the schedule for uh, this weekend as well. So. Yeah. A <laughs> lot going on. Um, tell me about, and funny, I think I saw Shelby had a, they 
one of the auctions, maybe Russo coming up, talking about having Shelby's GT500 up for sale. Carol Shelby's, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I immediately went like, oh, is, is it a 68 or whatever it is? But it's the newer one. I glanced at it. I don't know. could be 2011 or, or yeah, if yeah. it was his, yeah, it was probably or like 2008 or something. Or something. But, yeah. but either way, all things are kind of coming up Shelby these days with uh, you know, with the Ford v. Ferrari movie coming out and your doc coming out. And, and I know there's going to be some announcements soon on that. Uh, right. And yeah, and Ford, I don't know. I don't think Ford obviously timed this around the movie and stuff like that because they probably didn't even know about the movie when they started planning this car. But uh, 2020 Shelby GT500, it's uh, supercharged and 760 horsepower and fantastic. Yeah, I'm, uh, as we speak, I'm going to be at the Peterson Museum interviewing uh, Matt Damon, Christian Bale, and James Mangold for ACS uh, this this week. So or today. So that's interesting. You guys can listen to that on Monday. Um, I saw the GT500 unveiled on Jay Leno's garage. Yeah, with Seal, the singer, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and. Uh, it looked like a ton of car, and finally, the interior and the stance and the exterior, they finally got it right. It's what it's I would mean. Say. And I saw the clip from Jay Leno's garage. The car was black? It looked, I, I think it was a midnight blue. That's Oh, that's, the, the Kona blue. Because they had, you know. That's what I recall. We, the car doesn't actually look that good, like in an all black. Like I, you know, I get the guys that want to like murder it out and do it all black, but I don't. But it's a mean looking car, and it's fantastic, and it has like all the cool things that you couldn't get on a Mustang previous. It has you know has functional aero, like they put a lot of time into the wing, and they, you know, and the carbon pack has carbon fiber wheels and sixteen and a half inch diameter brakes. Sixteen and a half inch <laughs> diameter like, brakes. And, Jesus Christ! Uh, you know, I think Motor Trend had already said this is not just the best Mustang ever made; it's one of the best sports cars ever made. And and I would agree with that one hundred percent. And you know, I've gone on a bunch of these uh, these press events, these drive events, and it's a lot of like pick up a Lincoln Corsair in San Francisco and drive it through the canyons to Carmel Valley Ranch and have a nice dinner. But uh, this event was, you know, pick you up from the airport, stay at Mandalay Bay, bright early in the morning, you go out to Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and there's 20 or 25 GT500s all lined up bright colors like a pack of skittles out there they're grabber lime in the bright orange and three shades of blue and you know it's a, it's a great fantastic lineup you do like a canyon run on the streets for two hours and then you come back and you get on the track very simply they're like here's your helmet here's your hans device we'll walk you through the track you do the warm-up lap you do three high-speed runs and then a cool down lap and uh, you really get to experience the car uh, it, all of its power, all of its handling characteristics. You, you did um, 760 horsepower, correct? 760 horsepower. I drove both the normal version and the carbon pack, the track pack. Through a, through a seven-speed. So it's a seven-speed dual-clutch transmission. It's a seven-speed paddle shift DCT. It's made by Tremec, who makes the manuals anyway. Right. Uh, 
And it's good. It's really good. And I'll tell you, you know, even driving some of your older cars and your racing cars and uh, even sports cars not that long ago, if you want them to perform well and to handle well, you start to sacrifice ride quality and comfort and noise. But with technology today, they have MagnaRide. Uh, they have, all, you know, normal mode, sport mode, track mode. They have launch control. They have a Christmas tree for drag racing. You're driving down the freeway in, in comfort mode. You can even change the feedback of the steering. Mm-hmm. And it's as comfortable as anything else out there. What is what is what's the base on that car? I think seventy six thousand could be seventy four, but it's a mid seventy seventy five thousand base. You can get a nicely equipped GT five hundred with a handling pack and be in the eighties. And if you want the carbon pack, you're you're at a hundred thousand. But the carbon pack has uh, the exposed carbon fiber rear wing. It has the the different nose, different splitter with the canards on it. It has the carbon fiber wheels. Right. What were you doing? Your quarter miles. You were you were eleven one in yeah. change. So Ford uh, Ford statistics are the car does zero to sixty in three point three seconds and runs ten seventies in the quarter mile. We went out to uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. That has uh, an elevation of, of a few thousand feet, um, and uh, and they're running the cars back-to-back all day. They don't shut them off. But uh, getting out there, use the line lock, which is fantastic, to do all the right. big smoky burnout. Sure. And then the launch control, and uh, I ran 11-1. And uh, our buddy uh, Evan Smith, a uh, longtime editor in the Mustang world, who's like the best Mustang drag racer guy out there, um, I think he managed a 1080. And – is what does the demon or the hellcat or those what are those doing not on slicks yeah so that's a good question because the demon is is a drag race vehicle you know it's street and, and strip right. but that's supposed to run nines but it comes with a drag pack which comes with drag radials and skinny tires and a rear seat to lead i don't actually know what it runs in just street form, stock Trim. tires. By the right. way, we didn't even change the tire pressure when we drag raced them. We, you know, we could have taken, you know, they're low profile tires. You're not going to get 16 pounds, but we didn't bring them down to 25 pounds or anything. We just ran it right off the showroom stock. Yeah, it says Demon nine point uh, six five, but that may be with the drag. That's, pack. that's with the drag with the drag pack and stuff right. on it. Yeah, Hellcat ten eight. Look, uh, but again, that's what the drag. The the point is this: if you can hang with a Hellcat in a quarter mile, but also carve up a canyon, yeah, then that's a hell of a car. This thing was so good around the road course. Uh, I did a few laps, and then I rode shotgun with one of their test drivers. Um, you know, of course, I thought I was going fast, and then you ride with one of those guys, and you have no idea what you're doing. But uh, uh, they they did point out that the carbon pack, uh, that the Magna ride that that adjusts on the fly, they dial that in for whatever type of options you have on the vehicle. If you get the handling pack, if you get the carbon pack with the carbon fiber wheels, they said that uh, the Magna ride is tuned for all of that, and all you know the transmission, everything is tuned for that. And to give you an example, because we always talk about lightweight wheels and what does that mean, and two piece rotors and 
in carbon ceramic rotors, what does it mean? They said all things being equal, the carbon fiber wheels are roughly two seconds faster around a road course that they tested on compared to the standard wheel. Just that alone. Once you dial it in with that lightweight, uh, it makes it makes a difference. Unsprung weight, mm-hmm. man. So it's not, you know, you save, you know, you take out the back seat and you save a few pounds, but that's in the middle of the car. Yeah. But you do the rims and the rotors or what have you, and you're out on the corners of the car, and that just makes a huge difference. It does. Because it- otherwise... The, the the weight savings between the carbon rims, just the rims, you're saying, yeah. two seconds. Two seconds is a lot. Just the rims versus forged aluminum rims on each corner is probably three and a half pounds or something. I don't, it's probably not that great. Oh, uh, from, from the from the forged rims to the carbon fiber rims, I would guess it's probably closer to to 10 to 12 pounds per corner. I started to think about that. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I I think a rim is probably about 35, 40 pounds, and the carbon fibers are probably 20. Well, something for Maxipad or Kalen to to look up, but um, I I would guess it's less than 10 pounds, but maybe. I mean, it's a big difference. But again... Because you can take four pounds off with like a two-piece, a good two-piece rotor, you know, uh, the the hat. You know, the, yeah, and the, right. and then and then when you step up to a carbon ceramic, you probably I don't know, maybe you're cutting almost eight pounds per corner. But if you're just talking about the rims, we'll try to figure out the difference yeah. in the rims. Anyway, it's um, fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. It's such so a what, good car. It's what so would much you fun. rather have, that car or the new Vet with the mid engine? I know the new Vet is down on power compared to that, but you know, people are going to be slapping on superchargers and stuff and arguably it's faster you know the mid-engine and the balance and the traction and whatnot um the the corvette claims zero to 60 uh 3.1 seconds in the normal car and uh 2.9 with the z51 handling package which largely means you know much better tires Mm -hmm. um and then around the road course i don't know our friends at edmunds um uh, uh alistair weaver was in here and he said that uh that Edmunds purchased, they have on order, a C8 Corvette with a Z51 package and a new GT500 with the handling package but with not the carbon fiber wheels. And they're going to go head-to-head. He bought it that way because they wanted both cars to be roughly around the same price range. Mm-hmm. And when you get into the carbon pack of the Mustang, it it starts to, to knock the door of hundred grand. And he wanted to spend like 85 88 I got to tell you, man. It's a weird. My thing. choice would be the Mustang. Just the noise that I like. You know, it's it's a it's yeah. I might choose the Mustang too. I I was uh, I remember being young. Well, I remember a couple things. I remember being really young and going through sort of the gas embargo and fuel lines, mm-hmm. and they'd have odd even number license plates and who could fuel up and. Uh, it's just a bunch of talk about, like, we're out of fuel, we're going to be out of fuel, you know, by 1990, we'll have no more fuel and stuff like that. And and also, I then, as I got out of high school, it was, like, the worst year for every car. And, like, <laughs> and like 1982 was horrible for a yeah. Z car, and it's horrible for a Mustang, yeah. and horrible for a Corvette. I mean, if you take a look at... Let's just say, for the sake of argument, uh, although it'll probably be about right, 
let's say my kids, my son graduates high school in 2022. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Corvette, the Mustang, the Z car that will be available to him. Yeah. Will be world class. Oh, they may all be electric by then. The the Z car, the Corvette, yeah. and the Mustang, especially that was available to me, was a goddamn shit show, yeah. right? So I remember being a car enthusiast, being young. Thank God I couldn't afford anything. You know, it's funny how a couple of the rich kids got the Z whatever Camaro with the T tops and all that. New, like it was, a, it was, a, but it was still a shit show. Oh yeah, like it was still junk. Like, uh, you know, someone, uh, someone very, very kindly sent me an original brochure, the big multi-page brochure on the Ford Lightning from '94 and '95. And you're flipping through the pages, and there's the quotes pulled from the, you know, from the Rotor Trend, Motor Trends, and Car and Driver, and like best handling truck ever made. You know, not only that, and it can tow. This is a category killer. I drive my Lightning all the time. It's a hunk of shit. Right. <laughs> like, it's just, it's the roughest riding thing no, I, ever. I know. And so I, I remember, <laughs> I remember thinking in like kind of the mid 80s, well, we're done with the whole muscle car world. It's all this cafe and fuel mileage and now yeah. smog. And yeah. the only way they could, get the emissions down was to detune everything and and they'd have to have to lower the compression on everything mm-hmm. and and so everything was a slug and you know Corvette had a V8 in it yeah. with 160 And that went across horsepower. the board. You throw catalytic converters on a Ferrari 308, not only does it become a fire trap but it loses I don't know how much horsepower but and it's detuned. Um, yeah. so I'm sitting around going, well, we're running out of fuel regulations keep getting harsher yeah gas keeps getting more expensive and the whole muscle car era is in our rear view over 10 years now Mm. and all we're gonna do like if i ever get a decent job where i can't afford a corvette or a z car or a ferrari or something cool there's gonna be nothing left nothing we'll have no fuel and those things will be even slower because cars got Faster, 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 faster to like 1971 and a half. Yeah. And then just slower, 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 yeah. slower. And I was right in the middle of the slower. And all I could see was the graph that was going to just keep yeah. going. You it's know? Tough times, man. They didn't, it's not like they put together three lean years. They put yeah. together from really like 1970 to 1987, 88. They just kept getting so like 1990. <laughs> they just kept getting slower. It's like 20 years. Yeah. Of like so, I was projecting out the next 20 years, and I was going, "Oh, we're just going to keep going. We're just going to yeah. keep going down." And the notion that they're Hellcats and SUVs and Jeep Cherokee track attacks and stuff out there, and there's probably, I mean, if we sat down and figured out, I you know, new Lincoln. Navigator's got, you know, 494 horsepower, whatever. If we counted, like, that car is 500 horsepower, yeah. you know, for anything 490 plus, there's probably 21 vehicles that have 500 horsepower plus yeah. that are readily available to purchase and drive on the street on, on pump gas, right? Yeah. And, it's and pretty insane. And 
we're doing it more efficiently than ever before. But as as you always like to say, you know, once you start to threaten to take away something that we love, it becomes more popular. You know, I'm not saying Mustang sales and Camaro sales are at record numbers, but the popularity of those vehicles to enthusiasts is is still extremely high because we keep sort of threatening to take away those things. But, you know, uh, these car companies are starting to figure out that, like, people still really want these cars. They sell a hundred and something thousand of these a year. So they just need to sell, uh, you know, three times as many small, you know, 37 mile per gallon SUVs or tiny cars. And then, uh, you know, we can all have our Mustangs and Camaros and sports cars. And Well, I'm going to tease Camaro because um, I, I appreciated what they were doing several years ago when they were kind of rebooting it. Yeah. But as we agree, that sort of high shoulder trend is something that we seem it'll be a little bit of a time stamp. Like we yeah. talk about a little shabby chic of yeah, its time, yeah, yeah. you know, and they had a good run for a while, but it feel, feel like Mustang, obviously Mustang and, and uh, Corvette have upped their game considerably yeah. since uh, they came out. So look com- what Dodge has been doing. They've been riding the same platform for again, and just keep reinventing, but you I know, f- trims and I, packages I, I, and engines. I, I, I feel like no matter what, no matter what you've done to that 2020 Camaro, I'm still getting the Boss Mustang, right? I, I kind of feel that way, yeah. So, as, as great as a ZL1 is, I'm, I'm, I still You tell me when they're – I'll tease it, but tell me what you think Camaro's next. I mean, Camaro's got to be sitting around going, we've been on this platform for eight years now or whatever. Yeah. What's, our, what's our next move here? Yeah, uh, well, we know what their next move is. Oh, you do? Yeah. All right, well, good. Let me <laughs> tell you about Tommy John. Max Pat, I need the weight of a forged aluminum rim on for the same Mustang. Yeah, the to, company called Carbon Rev. They make the carbon fiber. I got wheels. the I got the weight of the carbon ones in. I just oh, yeah. need I need to compare and contrast. Tommy John, ah, lots of underwear brands that claim big comfort out there. So why are so many men and so many women dissatisfied with their underwear? Well, they won't be dissatisfied if they wear Tommy John. Over 7 million pairs sold. 96% of their customer ratings are four stars plus. Legs uh, never ride up. Waistbands never roll down horizontal. Quick draw fly saves uh, men tons of fumbling time. Feather light, air dry. I mean, I'll wear mine. I'll wear them on the rowing machine. Mm-hmm. At nine o'clock at night, I get I work up a little froth. I'll just hang them out in my bathroom, air them out, dump a little talc down the uh, next day. I, I wear them for a run, and I don't get the chafing, so I'm wear good. them the next day. <laughs> yeah, man, the stuff is good. They got it for men and women, all backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Tommy John, no adjustment needed, right? Matt? Yeah, hurry to TommyJohn.com slash CarCast now to get 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash CarCast for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash CarCast. Well, you are right, my friend. 15 pounds per corner Yeah, from the forged rims to the uh, carbon fibers. Is that true, Max Patter? The carbon fiber ones? Sorry, the forged ones weigh 32. Yeah, and uh, and with the rear seat delete, you can save 88 pounds. Mm-hmm. So that's just the rims. No, not talking about rotor brake package. Yeah. That's a and, big difference. Like you said, you, you you take it off of unsprung weight. It's almost 
I don't know, multiplied twofold, threefold right. for what it is. You know, right. um, so Camaro. Uh, a, a, a disappointing news is the Camaro is coming to an end. I think it has uh, one or two years. Twenty one is going to be the last year, and uh, I we don't know what what happens beyond that. But we know that the Camaro is Camaro sales are down right now and. And uh, you know, a good car. You can get discounts on a on the Camaros and the the ZL ones, but um, it's going to be the end of the Camaro unless something changes. Well, these brands have endured um, for years and decades, and you know, half centuries. Uh, these names, you know, Camaro and and uh, Mustang and uh, uh, Corvette, and. I don't know if you looked at them. I don't think there's ever been an uninterrupted uh, Corvette. I think they started in 53. Yeah, there was one year. It's going to drive me nuts, but I want to say 83 or 84. Well, they launched a new – I thought they launched a new one in 82. Or maybe it was 84 they launched a new one. Maybe 83. Anyway. Yeah. Uninterrupted. Pretty much. Mustang – Uninterrupted, although yeah. they should have stopped and, and regathered <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah. But that was uh, uninterrupted as well. Camaro interrupted, yeah. They yeah, took they, they took did. some time off. Uh, Z cars took some time off. Uh, yeah, Supra took some time off. I think as much as you want to go, oh, that's the end of Cam- uh, that's the end of yeah. uh, Corvette or sorry, Camaro Challengers and Chargers. Big gap. Big gap. So. I don't think it's really over. I think they end it and then they go back and they kind of regroup yeah. and they come up with something and then they come out with another one. And and I don't know what the threshold is like for for a for a GM is it is it you know 75,000 cars per year sold is kind of at the point where like we need to rethink this uh you know and then 125,000 is is enough to, to keep something alive? I don't know because you live in the world of Toyota cameras and Ford F-150s. You're talking hundreds of thousands, if not a million cars a year, right? I don't know what a Camry sells. sells uh, 500,000, 600,000? Well, you know, I'm, I'm CRVs, wondering. I have fours. They got to be a quarter million a year. I don't know how it works. Like, I don't know if there are any lost leaders. I mean, we also – we do understand the concept – of a Ford GT mm-hmm. costing more to produce than they sell it for. Yeah, so not, and it's a halo car for the brand. and Right, you know. so they're not making a profit off of that car. So we at least have precedent for vehicles not turning a profit but helping the brand of the company. Yeah, Lexus, LFA, maybe Acura NSX, I'm not sure. Right. So, yeah, certainly the LFA was a money loser, um, The but but cool for the brand. Yeah. And then um, you have, you know, I don't know how much money a Corvette makes GM. Uh, I, I would bet if they were just counting beans and they were like, we need a V, like we can replace – uh, a Corvette and do another GMC truck or something. Oh, wait a minute. Is that GM? Yeah, then, yeah. Is that Chevy? Is that Chevrolet right? Chevrolet Sierra. Is there some the GMC, SUV thing yeah, or something? Uh, the bean counters would go, we'll make more GMC. money if we just have another midsize yeah. SUV. So somebody's or saying- a pickup truck or yeah, something. We're, yeah, and we're, there's a lot of margins in those. We're Corvette. 
I mean, we're we're Chevrolet. We need a Corvette. Yeah, we need we need to be out there. So it can't all just be X's and O's and dollars and cents. It's got to be some emotional part of it that says we're going to have a race team. We're going to lose money, but yeah. we're going to win at Le Mans, and that's going to be good for sales. Well, it's interesting because you you when you bring up the Corvette specifically with the Camaro, why wouldn't the Camaro start to do well? Because the Corvette's going to mid-engine, so wouldn't the Camaro be sort of their front-engine sports car, front-mid, whatever it's going to be, like to have that option? If there's not going to be a front-engine Corvette anymore, why not have a new, you know, pretty cool, you know, uh, Camaro and then push the Corvette as the mid-engine upmarket a little bit? Or maybe, maybe they're just saying Corvette is where we want to put our focus. I think the Camaro is kind of dated now. I don't think they, yeah. they look that good going down the street. I, there's there's a few design things that I don't care for on that car. There's something weird with the grill and the high belt line. All the cars are doing this high belt line, but I just it's so high. Like the windows just seem so thin, and the A pillar is kind of big, and it's tough to kind of see past. And uh, I think but that, it performs. I think the Charger and the Challenger and the Camaro are going to need sort of a reboot. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's uh, that's just me. Um, are you coming with me to uh, Champ Car yes. on Saturday with Leno? Yes. Uh, I was thinking about that, and uh, yeah, I'm going to do that, and then more, uh, more, more truck stuff. Keep jamming on the truck. Get it on over to SEMA. It's down at Magnaflow right now. Getting the exhaust installed. And well, I got bad news for the ride there and ride back. Yeah, uh, Mike Lynch is coming into town and he's just going to be dictating the book the entire time yeah it's all right i like mike okay you're gonna yap and he's gonna write it down he's actually gonna yap to me and i'm gonna tell him what to fix okay um we've we've uh flipped the script what is uh I don't know. What is Fontana from my house at 6.30 in the morning? Is it oh, 55 minutes? I don't – it can't be – I mean, maybe. It can't be over an hour, can it? I don't it? think so. I think it's – I don't think it's that far that early in the morning. Well, zero traffic. Yeah. It could be a 45 to 50-minute thing. Yeah, I, I, I Jay's guess. Jay's going to be there with his leather knapsack briefcase thing over <laughs> his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, whatever you want to do. I'm surprised they don't make them a fire suit out of denim with patches on it. <laughs> oh, <you laughs> or know, at least like airbrush to look like denim. <laughs> so do you he looks remember? The same. <laughs> do you remember the Levi Gremlin? Yes, we and, talked about and, that before. And the Levi too. Jeep. Yeah, like when Levi. Uh, I don't know if I remember the Jeep, but the Kremlin. Yeah, find me a picture, Max Apata, of the Levi Jeep. Could you imagine a, a worse interior than Levi's? Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like leather's fine, and you know the micro cloth or whatever they're using is fine, but doesn't jean material feel yeah. uncomfortable for the ins- yeah. to sit on inside Denim. your car? Yeah, the, the Levi Jeep, literally the Jeep. You know, it's bad. It's funny. With is Levi. I, I get denim is blue, but you don't have to do the blue denim covers on the seats and then do the rest of the interior like a blue vinyl. Like, right. you can do some black, right? And just focus the blue on the denim. You can do a little two tone. You don't have to blue out everything like a the Smurf murder scene in there. Like, it's just, it's too much. Imagine Maxipata. Imagine me going to like Honda and going, I got your next car, Dockers. 
And they go, what? <laughs> khaki go, everywhere. It's like a, it's a corduroy or a khaki, <laughs> but it's a car by Dockers. They go, why? <laughs> yeah. they go, what do you mean, why? It's cool. Yeah. And they'd go, what the fuck's that have to do with a car? <laughs> it's not going to be comfortable. And I'd go, yeah. yeah, but we get to write Dockers, Dockers on the side of the car, like Eddie Bauer. Yeah. And, and it's like, Imagine what a, how high everyone was in the seventies that they just thought this was a cool idea. All right, hit your. Uh, Who hit your do you, do you think Jeep hits up uh, whatever Levi or Levi hits up Jeep? Let's think about that. But uh, uh, Geico, everybody's got a to do list. You're dropping off some dry cleaning, maybe picking up some milk, or if you're like me, you're getting the stereo installed in your truck, getting the exhaust installed for SEMA. Well, now you can add save hundreds of dollars to your to do list, and you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Go to Geico.com. All right. So um, you're, we're going to be down at SEMA. How yes. do people come find us at SEMA? SEMA is going to be very busy, uh, especially the first uh, couple of days. So the show starts on Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Come on into Central Hall to the K&N Filters booth, and uh, you and I will be there doing uh, CarCast Live. Uh, get there when the door is open. Doors open at 9, and hustle on over there as fast as possible, because we're going to be starting early. And uh, I believe we're going to be interviewing uh, some guys from K&N. We're going to talk about what they're doing in drag racing. We're going to talk to Patrick Dempsey, I think Patrick Long, our Porsche driver friend. Um, and maybe the Arch Motorcycle guys, Guard Hollinger and Keanu Reeves. Right. And uh, maybe some more guests, if we have time. There's never enough time. God, I got to tell you, man, where does the time go? We're coming up on uh, Thanksgiving, and you blink your eyes, and you're at the holiday, you're at Christmas, and then yeah. you turn the page. 2020, for Christ's sake. Well, it's going to go... It's going to go quick. Right after that podcast, you are heading over to Apex for the Castrol booth, so people can swing by there and say hi, hello to you. And I think Castrol's contest winner will be there. Uh, you can meet them. And then we are judging the Hot Wheels Legends Tour. I think it's in a parking lot outside of SEMA. It'll be us. It'll be uh, our buddy Dave Merrick from uh, Acura and uh, Jay Leno and Brad Fanshaw and a couple of other guys. Yeah, I'm laughing because I got a. I got a text from uh, Kevin Costner the other day. Yeah. And he's like... Wait, let me pick up the name you just dropped. Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. I didn't return it because it doesn't say Kevin Costner on his thing. It says it like one of his character names from a movie, you know? And I was like, I don't know who this person is. Oh. I should have known. But a few days later, Matt figured it out when he's looking at my phone. It's like, that's Kevin Costner. And it said... Saw, I think it said saw the, saw the commercial looking looking good, and I thought he was talking about no safe spaces. Yeah, and so I I wrote him back and I was like, "Are you talking about no safe spaces?" And he goes, "No, the Castrol the commercial. Castrol commercial, that's good. <laughs> he goes, looked like you're having fun out yeah. there." And I was like, "Wow." I, they've been running those things on during football Sundays and college football yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, and it's weird in a in a weird way. You, you get much more exposure on a commercial than you do doing a TV show because the TV shows on one yeah. network and the commercials they just spread them out all over the place. So wait, I don't. 
I don't get the text. You didn't know it was him. Did he sign it with a different, like, hey, this Crash Davis from Bull Durham or whatever his name was, Crash something from. Like, yeah, he has. A, maybe he's just sitting out having a couple of cocktails watching the game. He didn't sign it. It was just, <laughs> I. it's just like you send me a text and I guess your name is on it. Yeah, but I probably at one point I put my name in your phone. In yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how it works, but either way, it's not his name. Like, I just looked at it and went, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> but I'll, you're welcome. I mean, thank you for saying this. Yeah, that was very sweet of him I'm to gonna, say. I'm going to write you back because I don't, I don't know who you are. But <laughs> but that was, uh, I thought that was uh, a funny thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a weird, uh, God, I got to tell you, I got a lot of range. I got to say, like... Um, I don't know. I was I was thinking about it like philosophically, like um got uh, Donald Trump Jr. coming in to do ACS in a week or so. Oh yeah. Uh then also today as we talked about gonna hit up uh, Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Yeah, that's gonna be exciting. Those are different dudes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but my thing is why not talk to everybody? Why not I, don't, talk to I, don't, everybody? Yeah. I don't get it. Like I want to tune in all those. They sound interesting to me. The, I, the Bale I and Damon one's going to be interesting cuz it's it's kind of out of their normal element here in the studio. You got to go there and I thought it was going to be like a live show that you guys were doing, but it's not. It's just press junkets, kind of a one-on-one like in a small room, you know. Right. You know, sort of shotgun style. You get a certain amount of time. There's a public tapping their watch the whole time, doing that kind of deal. Well, this isn't – we are allegedly going to have some time to sit down with James Mangle, the director, mm-hmm. and uh, Christian and Matt, not a kind of move it along to the next station kind of thing. Okay, so, so are you going to ask anybody in that room if they saw the 24-hour war? I shall ask. Maybe wait till the end of the interview. I'll wait. I'll wait to the end of the interview. <laughs> so they don't cut it off. I'm just curious. Well, I don't think there's anything nefarious. I, no, I, of course I would not. See a, I would see a documentary of, of the subject of the movie I was going to embark on, uh, especially if I was the director. Well, first off, um, get ready. I'm dropping another name. Okay. I just got a rando email from Judd Apatow, and he's just yeah. like, hey, What's up? I love your docs. What do you got? You got anything new? So he's a director. He likes to watch docs. Yeah. I, I like to watch docs. I, I'm assuming, you know, guys who work punch presses don't like to watch docs as much as James yeah. Mangle does or Judd Apatow. And but- Apatow's so creative, too, that he's got to be seeing sort of this this exposure of, of car feature films. Maybe he's a little bit influenced in, in that. You know? Yeah, maybe. I, I, we, we, we should hope everyone wants to make a car film after yeah. hopefully this success. There's still so many good Ferrari. stories out there. You're right. So, um, but it would make sense that a guy like Mangold would see the 24 hour war just kind of anyway, just yeah. like he likes docs. He's in the business. Like Apatow would see it, not to make a movie on it, yeah. just because it's a doc, it's out there, it's a story, it's good. Yeah. So, Listen, it, you follow the you follow anybody that follows The Rock on social media knows that uh, you know not every week, but once a month or so, he posts to Instagram. His Sunday night ritual is a ridiculous cheat meal of four hundred pancakes and four pints of ice cream and right. and, and a plate of cookies and in his laptop and watches a doc. Right and. Mm-hmm. Also, um, 
So it makes sense that James Mangold may have seen it anyway, but yeah. it makes more sense that if he was then going to make a movie on the subject that he would carve out 95 minutes and watch it because why wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd do it anyway, and now it's the subject you're making a movie on. But I got to tell you, the uh, Ford V4R is very good. I I was a little worried that I was seeing it like, I don't know, in a weird way, like parents think their kids are cute, but some of them are homely, but <laughs> yeah, the parents always think they're cute. cute. You know, I say, I, like, I watched <laughs> it and I was like, this is a good movie. But then I walked out and went, maybe I know way too much. Yeah. Like maybe I'm going to go on Rotten Tomatoes and it's going to be 57% or something. Okay. I enjoyed it, but I know all the names and all the events and the Daytonas and the Pete Brocks and when they're uh, talking about Phil Remington and it's like Remy or whatever. And it's like, I know all those names. I know all those guys. So I'm yeah, yeah. completely polluted. And I, I don't know. And it's sitting at 88% on Rotten Tomatoes with about 60 critics weighing in. Yeah. So that's not the people. That's the critics. So that's the critics. That's a, that is a car movie with an all-white heterosexual cast because <laughs> yeah. they just didn't have a black guy in the crew yeah. you know like they're re they're redoing a time period that just no one had worked for none of the executives at ford were women of color yeah and they didn't cast denzel as lee iacocca no they didn't <laughs> i mean that would have been fine <laughs> so i'm saying max zapata 88 percent on a movie that's burning fossil fuels and has zero people of color and the women are sort of there as, you know, set dressing for the dudes to support the dudes. Yeah. You know, back in the salad days <laughs> when people were happy, at least I would have been. Uh, sitting at 88%, I, you're not going to do much better on Rotten Tomatoes without the all the extra woke baggage, right? Like, there's not a woman, there's not a strong woman, there's not a gay character, and there's not a person of color in the entire movie. Yeah. That's pretty, 88%. I don't think you do better than that on Rotten Tomatoes in this day and age, right? right. So, looking forward to that. All right. Castro Ledge, stronger under pressure. Mmm, heat. Man, that's the enemy. Castro takes care of that. Castro Ledge with fluid titanium transforms under pressure to keep the metal parts from rubbing and robbing the power. Three times stronger. Three times, fool. Speaking of white, that's a white cast right there. Yeah. Then leading full, I don't want to fake it. Leading full synthetic against viscosity breakdown. Edge, it's formulated in ways to exceed the toughest industry standards. It's Castrol Edge. Okay, so wait, Judd Apatow, what was the follow-up? Did you send him some docs? Did you, what did you tell him? I sent him the Castrol commercial. <laughs> did told you? Him to beat it. You said, uh, Good enough Costner for Costner, loves it. Good enough for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I said... I you can't tell him, hey, wait, I'll send you something in nine months. Like, you get on that. No, I said, I don't know what docs you've seen of mine. I can't yeah. remember which ones I've sent you or which ones you've seen or whatever it is. He told me he had not seen, I, I don't think he'd seen Shelby in No Safe Spaces. So I said, right. I'll send you those two. Yeah, okay. So... And we'll see what he says. Yeah. Uh, all right. You can uh, check out Not Taco Bell Material, my stand-up special. 
that's uh, iTunes and Amazon and Apple Apple TV and Amazon and Chassis, two S's and a Y. No safe spaces, as discussed. I think it's rolling out in Denver and San Diego this weekend. It's really good. So oh, a uh, huge debut. I'm sure you talked about it on ACS, but a, like the largest single screening for a doc like ever, or second largest, second like world record. Right? Per screen. Yeah. 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 Per That's single fantastic. screen. Uh, so you can go to nosafespaces.com and get tickets and, and show times and check out my stand-up um, clips on youtube.com slash Adam Carolla. We're putting up clips of stand-up. Go to adamcarolla.com for everything you need. What do you got, man? Uh, uh, shift and Steer. We're doing those shows live every day from the Magnaflow booth at SEMA at 11, from 11 to 12. And, of course, we'll put them up this podcast. So, until next time, it's Adam Carroll for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.